Welcome to 3R Thursday, where we provide ruminations, reflections, and readings every Thursday to encourage Christians in their pursuit of truth, goodness, and beauty. This week's 3R Thursday is presented by Rise and Build Academy, providing online education for the next generation of kingdom builders. Hello, welcome to 3R Thursday. I'm your host, Cole Watson. This week's 3R Thursday is called The Law of Undulation. Up and down, back and forth. This week's rumination comes from the Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Here, Screwtape, a senior demon, is admonishing Wormwood, a demon in training, about Wormwood's excitement that a new Christian's religious phase is dying away. Wormwood thinks the decrease in the Christian's devotion to Christ, prayer, and Bible reading is the result of Wormwood's diligent efforts. Screwtape belittles Wormwood's naivete and begins to pontificate. Humans are amphibians, half spirit, half animal. As spirits, they belong to the eternal world, but as animals, they inhabit time. This means that while their spirit can be directed to an eternal object, their bodies, passions, and imaginations are in continual change. For to be in time means to change. Their nearest approach to constancy, therefore, is undulation, the repeated return to a level from which they repeatedly fall back a series of troughs and peaks. If you had watched your patient carefully, you would have seen this undulation in every department of his life. His interest in his work, his affection for his friends, his physical appetites all go up and down. As long as he lives on earth, periods of emotional and bodily richness and liveliness will alternate with periods of numbness and poverty. The dryness and dullness through which your patient is now going are not, as you fondly suppose, your workmanship. They are merely a natural phenomenon which will do us no good unless you make a good use of it. Did C.S. Lewis just call us amphibians? <laughs> like frogs and whatnot? Well, sorta. We have to go back further to the Greek and Latin origins of the word. Amphi means both, and bios means life. Both lives or having two modes of existence, both here on earth, inside of time, and an eager longing for heaven outside of time, both of the flesh and of the spirit. We are bound by time. We constantly change. The grass withers, the flower fades. Yet we know that the best moments in our lives are when time is nowhere near our minds. 
Uh, For example, deep sleep, playing with our kids, having fun, wrestling with them on the ground. True worship, when men are belting out praises to our Savior and Lord. Engaging conversations with old friends and new early morning dives into the waters of Scripture and hiking through the mountains. And then we snap back to reality. How is it possible then to be both confined by time and transcend time at the same time? Well, we are dual-natured. We have two lives, two modes of existence. We are amphibians. Our spirit belongs to the eternal world, again, outside of time. Yet we eagerly long to be with Christ, praising God there in the eternal world. But our bodies belong to this world inside and confined by time, the physical and earthly domain. We age, ache, and aspire to go home. How do we account then for the back and forth, the up and down between the spirit and the flesh? C.S. Lewis calls it the law of undulation, the repeated return to a level from which we repeatedly fall back, a series of troughs and peaks. Some call this a sinusoidal wave, you know, the kind of squiggly line. We see these ups and downs, back and forths in nature all the time. Think about it. The sun rises And then the sun sets. The earth goes around and comes back again. Summer, fall, winter, spring, summer. The ocean waves, right? Back and forth. The grass withers and then sprouts back. The flower fades and then blooms again. Even the very beating of our hearts mimics this pattern. Likewise, we go up and down and back and forth in our spiritual growth. Over time, we may think we're growing spiritually, but it's only a cyclical back and forth, not actual growth. It's syphysis, pushing the boulder up the mountain, only for it to roll back down again. Demons are trained to make a good use of this natural phenomenon. All they need is incremental separation. And this back and forth, this law of undulation, applies to other areas of our lives as well. For example, our interest in our work, affection for our friends, physical appetites, reading habits, Bible study, discipling and disciplining our children, and loving our wives like Christ loves the church. How then do we overcome the law of undulation and truly grow in our sanctification as we strive to become more like Christ? 
love God, pursue Christ, pray for the Holy Spirit. And over time, God conforms us to his image as we draw closer to him. We are amphibians in that we live two lives, spiritual and earthly. Yet we are called to live according to God's purpose and be conformed to his image. Over time, we should become more like God and less like amphibians. Paul touches on this natural phenomenon when he speaks to the Romans. He encourages them to anticipate the future glory. In chapter 8, he says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies, for in this hope we were saved. (laughs) Now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for Words And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. In order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What? Then shall we say to these things, if God is for us, who can be against us? Powerful words. I hope they encourage you. And I hope by the end of our lives, when we can look back and see all the work God has accomplished, I pray that the cross far exceeds the distance between the peaks and the troughs along the way. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next Thursday for 3R Thursday. This is the part of the podcast where I ask you to rate us with a five-star review and share with all of your friends. Thank you and God bless.